1: And welcome back everybody to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Monday, May fifteenth edition. Hope you all had a great weekend. Spoiled some moms in your life, hopefully on Sunday if you, if they're still around. Otherwise, enjoyed awesome sports weekend. Hopefully, great weather. Whatever you did on this wonderful May Sunday Saturday weekend situation, I'm back here with you. You can find me on Twitter at BDN, bdentrek. B D E N T R E K. Get the podcast, get the written content, all that good stuff there. Support is always appreciated on those platforms. But let's just get right to it. We Got 10 games on a Monday, which is a pretty nice size slate for a Monday starting at 7 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You got Mariners Red Sox nine and a half, Brewers Cardinals eight, Cubs Astros seven and a half, Reds Rockies 11, chance of rain in that one, Royals Padres nine, D backs A's nine, Phillies Giants eight and a half, Twins Dodgers eight and a half. So a handful of nines and above, which is quite enticing for a Monday slate of action. And it makes sense if you look at the pitching, it's suspect, it's very suspect. You got Framber Valdez leading the way at 10 7. He's probably one of my favorite options on this slate. Coming off a gym against the Angels, where he struck out 12 for 42 points. Brings an amazing floor outside of his like 11 point start recently. He's got 20 or more points in like seven of eight starts, six of seven starts. He's a quality start machine. We know that for a fact. Strikeups will be there. Ground balls will be there. Love everything about Mr. Fran Valdez. He gets the Chicago Cubs in this one, who in the month of May are striking out nearly 25% of the time versus left handed pitching. They are hitting 252 with a 159 ISO. So, but I'll take my chances with Framber Valdez to limit the damage, rack up the strikeouts, put up a strong fantasy evening. George Kirby is interesting at ninety four hundred bucks, coming off an absolute gem against Texas. Uh, three of his last four starts over twenty points. Gets a Boston Red Sox team that aren't world beaters right now, so it makes it, it makes it very very interesting for Kirby. Um, it's a Red Sox team that in May. Hit they're striking out twenty point five percent of the time, hitting three hundred five with a one ninety nine ISO. So they're heating up in May pitching, so it's a matter of can Kirby get the job done or not. He makes for a good tournament play. He'll become he'll come in low-owned because people will pay up for Framber or they'll pay for some of these next guys I'm going to mention. So Kirby's a guy to keep on your radar going forward. Freddie Peralta I like a ton. He's $9,000. dollars i talked about him a lot lately in written content, other podcasts, you name it. I've talked about it. Three straight absolute gems, six innings, 200 or less in each start, five or more Ks in all three, eight or more in two of three. He's got over 22 DK points in all three starts. He's been very, very effective, looking like the pitcher of old. He's stretched out. Getting the swing and a miss. It's a beautiful thing. Gets the St. Louis Cardinals coming off Sunday Night Baseball. They're striking out 22% of the time versus right. hitting 265 with a 235 ISO in the month of May. So tons of power for the Cardinals' right-handed pitching. Okay strikeouts. It's going to be an interesting play for Freddie Peralta at 9,000. I like him in tournaments. I'll take the gamble with Freddie Peralta. Um, It's risky. I think he comes in low because it's the Cardinals, and I'll take my chances in both those situations. So Freddie Peralta at 9,000 bucks I like a lot. Risky, of course, but I like it a lot. Framber is the safest play. I'll, I'll have I'll have my share of Framber. I like Freddie at 9,000 as a, a pivot off of Framber potentially with maybe an equally good ceiling. We'll see. Uh, 8K, though, you got Charlie Morton is just the model of consistency. It's against the Red Hot Texas Rangers, though. So keep that in mind. But you know, my spiel on, on Morton, five or six innings, two to four runs, about a K per inning. And he's got that's like a floor with there's a ceiling in play for Charlie Morton. That's what he does. It's boring, but it's what he does. You got Michael Walker at 78 versus the Royals. If you need to, I get it. It's slate sucks for pitching. So you're going to have to start make, planting flags somewhere. Walker got an extra day's rest. Got pushed back to Monday He's a two-step pitcher in your season-long leagues. But he's coming off of a two pretty strong starts, six innings and back-to-back starts, one total run allowed, with only seven Ks. He's not a big strikeout guy. You're looking to accumulate innings, hopefully get a win. That's what limits his DK upside. We always talk about strikeouts, strikeouts, strikeouts. Walker's not going to get him. So he's probably more cash than GPP at $7,800. Like I said, it gets bleak going farther down here. Like, I'd love to play Alex Wood against the Philadelphia Phillies. It's just tough to see. He threw 31 pitches out of the bullpen on Friday. He threw 46 pitches in his last rehab start. Maybe 60 pitches is what we're hoping for. Tough to tell what we get from Alex Wood, so that makes it tricky. Dane Dunning, I don't mind if you just want to go full YOLO. He's 6,300 bucks, but he faces the Atlanta Braves. So that is something that doesn't tickle my fancy because the Braves are awesome. Dunning's been pretty solid, actually, though, since he's come out of the bullpen. He's made two starts now, five innings and in, five or more innings in both starts, two runs or less, eight Ks, over 15 DK points. I was at the Angels and at the Seattle Mariners. Now he's home against the Atlanta Braves, but again, it's the freaking Atlanta Braves striking out 21 and a half percent of the time versus right, He's 2.26 average, 150 ISO. So I can see the appeal for Dane Dunning. Just know it's it's ugly, but it's ugly everywhere. Like literally, you know Noah Syndergaard versus Minnesota pass, Brad Keller versus San Diego pass. Jamison tie on against Houston, maybe Jack Flaherty versus Milwaukee, yeah. Alec Manoa versus the Yankees, no. I guess Tanner Houck versus Seattle is an option at eighty one hundred bucks. It's it's not a good slate. The other guy I'll mention, if you want, the ceiling's kind of questionable. He's going to be super popular because he faces the Oakland A's, and that's Merrill Kelly at eighty eight hundred bucks. You know, he came off six innings, four and in six Ks against Miami. Back to back starts for that against Washington at Colorado, thirteen innings, two runs, fifteen Ks. He's got six or more Ks in four straight starts, which is great to see. When he gets an Oakland A's team, you know you can pick on, striking out nearly 26% of the time versus righties in the month of May, hitting 223 with a 177 batting average. So Merrill Kelly is a great play. He's going to be super popular. So I don't mind them if you want him. Just know he's going to be chalk. So the pitchers I'm looking at, is, uh, Framer Valdez at 10-7, Freddie Peralta at 9,000. I'll mention Merrill Kelly at 88. I got no problem with that. But then as you go down, it's just like pick your battles. Do you want kind of a floor but no ceiling with Waka? Do you want to go YOLO with Dane Dunning? Maybe just find value bats. That's by two cents on this 10-game slate. It's a big slate. Pitching is at a premium. Maybe not need to worry, worry about it. Like we talked about it in, in the Game of the Edge Discord over the weekend. We, we had it on Friday's show. There's certain times to take punt pitchers, and it, there's very good reasons why to take punt pitchers. There's other times where you're getting very, very cute, and you better be in like a massive multi-entry tournament to do so. If you're in a three max or a single entry, take your safe pitching. Get a little different with the bats. That's all you got to do and see where it goes from there.
0: and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part: you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of four thousand two hundred and seventy-two Noomers, ninety-eight percent say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. To sign up for your trial today. All right, let's talk about those bats on
1: this 10 game slate catcher's position for you. If you want to go, Will Smith, he's one of the hottest catchers in baseball at 54. You can go there for sure. Otherwise, you're saving cash. If you want to fake Dane Dunning at Mur- with Murphy at 5K, don't hate it. But um, I'm going to just say, like, you know, you got your Sal Perez, you got your Cal Rollins, they're fine. But I'm just going to go below 4K right out the gate here. Uh, Jonah Heim is 3900 bucks for Charlie Morton. I'm a Jonah Heim guy. We all know that. And I'll take the discount time and time again. Whoever's catching for Toronto between Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk, $3, and thirty-three hundred and thirty-two hundred, good price tag. Like that a lot. We want value. Let's take some value at the catcher position. Jansen or Kirk are both very strong. I prefer Jansen over Kirk because he's got the the power upside. But both are in play for you. Gabriel Moreno at twenty-eight hundred bucks versus Rosinski. Love an Arizona stat because Rosinski's not good, and the A's bullpen sucks. So Moreno at twenty-eight is a good value. If Agashioka is catching for the Yanks, he's twenty-six hundred bucks. Uh, he'd be one to look at for sure. But other than that, Palmer—if he caught on Sunday—so he won't catch. he will be back to Cal Raleigh time. Joey Bart's twenty-three hundred bucks for Bailey Falter. That's another value you can look at. And then if Furman catches for Kansas City, he's been kind of sneaky good actually. He's twenty-two hundred bucks. So Joey Bart and Furman can be just two full-on punts at catcher if you need them. Kind of prefer Furman over Joey Bart, honestly. First base for you—you you got Goldie at sixty-one. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, Matty Olson at fifty-five is a great play. Don't mind Freddie Freeman, but let's go to Rizzo. Rizzo had a big weekend. He's forty-seven dollars versus Manoa. I love the Yankees versus Alec Manoa. Too much pitch to contact with Manoa. Just not good right now. Not good at all. And we don't even have a total on that game. That's hilarious because we don't know Toronto's pitcher yet now that you mention it. So we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. Maybe it's a pitcher we can use. So that's where you want to be in the Game of the Edge Discord, folks. $5 a month on Patreon. Get you right in there. My cheat sheet will have all the goodies for you. But Rizzo at 47 I like that against Manoa. Uh, Christian Walker's 45 versus Rosinski. I'll definitely go there. Jack Flaherty's been a mess. So Rowdy Telez in tournaments at 44, like the Brewers in tournaments, could be a fun one. Because even with Freddie Peralta pitching, you look at that Milwaukee-St. Louis game, total's eight. So Jack Flaherty's just not cutting it. Wilson Contreras back behind the dish, so the Brewers can run wild if they need to. But Rowdy Telez won't be running, hopefully hitting bombs at 4,400. I'll be using a lot of Kansas City this week, just so you know, because they face six right-handed pitchers. And most of them, not all, most of them aren't very good. So, Vinny P, Vinny Pass at 42 versus Walker is on the board um, for his game. T- uh, France has been swinging it really well for Seattle. He's 3,700 bucks versus Hockey We like him more versus lefties and risers. He's been swinging it really well with both sides, so don't mind it. Spencer Steer and Coors Fields is only 3,400 bucks. That is electric price tagging. That is great against Seabold's. So I like that a lot with Spencer Steer. Yet yeah, Will Myers at 32 and Coors if you need it. I kind of prefer the Spencer Steer side of that one. Another Kansas City Royals is first base outfit eligible. That is Nick Prato at $2,800 versus Michael Waka. I like that as well, either first base or outfield up to you. Michael Toglia is getting called up from the minors to replace CJ Crone, who's going to the IL. Toglia is first base outfit eligible. He's $2,700 in Coors Field versus Hunter Green. He's another potential value if you're looking for one. My God, Brady's down to $2,500, and I still won't play him. It's, it's that bad, folks. Uh, Tristan Casas. We'll use his values later in the week, not so much for George Str- Kirby, but I wrote up costs over the weekend in a couple of Fab articles. There's a lot to like about what the kid's slowly doing here in the month of May. Other than that, Matty Mervis playing Valdez, I think we'll pass on that. Second base for you here, you got Simeon at 57 if you want, but Jonathan Indian Coors at 56 is great. Thyro started had a down week, no doubt about it, but he gets Seabold at 5,600. No, he's got Bailey Falter at 55, so you can go back to the or, um, Thyro if you'd like. Speaking to Glaber, Glaber Torres is 49 versus Manoa. I like that. Ozzie Albies at 48. This is why no one's going to roster Day Dunning. So it's a full-on tournament play because the Braves offense is so damn good. And they're not even expensive compared to some of these other teams. Like, sure, Murphy's 500. Olsen's, like, what, 54. Albies is 49. They're expensive, but they're not through the roof. Like, they're they're justifiable. So just keep that in mind. Jorge Polanco at 45. I like the Twins versus Syndergaard quite a bit. So Polanco's a good price tag. got Bryce Bryson Stott and Coors. Uh, Christopher Morrell hit another moonshot on Sunday. The dude's a freak, beasting out everywhere. He is 44 versus Valdez. That's a bold strategy, Cotton, but a good tournament play. Same with Nolan Gorman. Gorman should be starting against Freddie Peralta. I like Peralta a lot. If you want to go full tournament, Gorman's not bad at 43. Uh, below 4K, though, now it gets it gets dicey. Mariusz Dubon at 3300 bucks, probably leading off for Houston versus Tyon. Tyon's not been good. He's not going deep right now. So that's an angle to look at with Houston um below 3k now you got Miguel Vargas of the Dodgers at 2700 bucks versus Pablo Lopez I always I don't mind Vargas as a as a value because he's got the double long upside that you love to see You got Diaz of Oakland he's 2500 bucks he showed a massive dong upside over the weekend so I'll just put it that way so he's in play for you as well and then check your lineups because there's been a – oh, the one I will mention. Michael Massey is 2300 bucks for the Kansas City Royals. I mentioned my Royals, folks. Lots of value, and Massey's one of them. He's been swinging a red hot bat, and he's been showing increased power in the month of May. Uh, over the last 10 games, he's hitting 379 with two doubles and two home runs. He's averaging almost 10 DK points per game. I didn't even know those stats. I just wrote him up over the weekend because I was digging in on him. Big-time improvements. Big improvements over like the last two weeks for Michael Massey. Now he gets Michael Walker at 2300 bucks. This is the kind of stuff we want to target while they are cheap and um, get the value we can get out of them. Third base for you, Devers is 54, Chapman at 53. Chapman a down week too, something to keep in mind, but he'll be just fine. We got Muncy at 5K. Nolan Arenado heating up a couple home runs over the weekend. He's 4800 bucks versus Freddie. Risky. We love Freddie, but I'm just telling you, we talked about how good the Cardinals are hitting versus righties, so keep Arenado in mind. But you can probably go down. Like, I like some of those big guys, but if you want to save money, you got Ryan McMahon and Coors at 45. You got Nixon Zell and Coors at 45. I like both of those overpay up spots potentially. Um, Going down cheaper, like Alec Baum versus Wood, if you want at 4,000. I don't hate it. JD Davis loves himself a lefty. He's 3,800 bucks for Bailey Falter. So you do have some value down here if you don't want to pay up at third base uh, with some of the big dogs, which they're big dogs for a reason, but you don't need to pay for them, is what I'm trying to tell you. Then below 3K. There's not much down here, not much at all. You pretty much have to pay up at least the mid tier, mid tier at third base to survive on this evening. Shortstop position for you, Boba Shedd, is just a beast. He's 5,600 bucks. I like Toronto versus Brito. I like a game stack in that Yankees Toronto game. Again, we're still waiting for the total because we don't know. We think it's going to be Manoa versus Brito. We're kind of, we know it's Manoa. We're waiting for to make sure it's Brito. So we're waiting for that with the totals, but I like a game stack there most likely thyro started at 55. We talked about love me Mookie Betts at 54 versus Pablo Lopez. I like Pablo Lopez. Don't get me wrong, but there's just something about Mookie Betts. Just he's not quite Ronald Acuna, of course, but he's Betts puts up consistent, just awesome production. You got Bobby Wood Jr. at 53. who has been getting it done slowly, slow and steady. Wins the race. um 4K and below. I really like Anthony Volpe. Another two run home run on Sunday. He's been stealing bags. Dude's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, five of his last six games double-digit points, 15 or more on each game over the weekend against Tampa Bay. 4300 bucks versus Manoa. Good spot there versus Volpe. And William Adamas down to 4200 bucks as he continues to slump, but he gets a good matchup there versus Jack Flaherty. Uh, Mid-three Ks and below, Ezekiel Duran is 32. I always have a soft spot for him. But one of your better values on the slate is going to be Casey Schmidt. David Villar got sent down to AAA when Brandon Crawford was activated on Sunday. Schmidt's to slide over to third base more often than not. He's 3K first the lefty Falter. Really good spot there for Casey Schmidt. Still too cheap on this slate. So that's a phenomenal value if you want to pay up for pitching. He's one of the better ones you're going to find. And then outfield position is going to be loaded, of course. You got a at 63. He was a monster. You got Aaron Judge. Um, Jordan Alvarez talked about it on Friday. I thought he'd go deep. He did. Thank God. Alvarez is 6K versus time. It's a great spot for him. You got Fernando Tatis against um, not Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller dealt on Sunday against Brad Keller at 5,800 bucks. I'm um, going down cheaper. Though. I mentioned Mookie Betts already. Juan Soto is fuego right now. He's 5300 bucks versus Brad Keller. That's a really good price tag. Soto, the way he's hitting right now, should be priced higher. He's starting to finally hit like the dude we all thought he could be. So Soto at 53 is very, very nice. I uh, got Corbin Carroll at 52 is a great price tag versus Rosinski. We talked about him. You got Tucker, who I love. So obviously these 5K guys are awesome. Like mix and match them in your stacks. Soto might be the best one-off for me in this range, just basically price-wise and production. But I'll just mix them in your stacks for the most part. Now we have fun in the 4Ks and below, though, where you got the likes of – you got Blackman and Coors at 48. You got Kelnick versus Hauk at 47. But Christian Yellick is on fire. Three home runs over the weekend. Double dog on Friday. Uh, you got a combo meal on Sunday. Yellick is 4700 bucks for Jack Flaherty. So I like I like that play quite a bit with um, with Yellick. You got Springer and Varsho at 46 each against Brito potentially. That is a really good spot. Varsha is swinging it great in May. So I like him quite a bit. You got Morel versus Valdez. Talked about his second base outfit eligible. Newt Barr is 42 if you don't want to use Peralta. But J- uh, Jake Fraley, big weekend as well. He's starting to heat up, hopefully. He's 4200 bucks for Siebel in Coors. That is a great – that's too cheap. That's the best way I'll say it, it's too cheap. Fraley's cash game, lock, play him in your tournaments, differentiate elsewhere kind of guy. So I like that one a lot. Uh, Randall Gritchick's swinging it well. The power hasn't completely shown up yet, but he's hitting for average. He has, does have a home run. He's 4K versus Hunter Green, so I don't mind that. Below 4K now. Yeah, MJ Melendez is outfield only now. That is awesome. He's 3700 bucks for his Michael Waka. Outfield only for MJ Melendez. That is bonker stuff. It's, it's the right move. He's not playing catcher, but that's, that's pretty funny to see. Michael Harris, the second, is 3500 bucks for his Dunning. So you can go there. Rich Hanniger had a horrific week last week. He's going to be coming up in one of my risers and fallers columns at Fantasy Pros. But he does get the lefty and Bailey Falter, if you want to hope for a bounce back. Trevor Larnak went deep after he got called up on Sunday. He's 3200 bucks for Syndergaard. Uh, you can 100% go that direction. J.J. Bleday against Kelly at 31. He's up to th- he's over 3K, folks. It's a proud papa right here. Proud papa, folks. Uh, 3K and below now. Michael Conforto will play. We prefer him versus righties, but he will play versus lefties. Doyle of Colorado had a combo bill himself over the weekend. He's 2900 bucks for his green. That's a great price tag. Alex Kirilov talked about it already. He's first base outfit All his way only $2,800. He returned over the weekend. He had a monster, monster go of it um, on... Came back on Friday, just pinch hit, but he started on Saturday, three for three, two home runs, and then on Sunday went two for six, a double, two more runs. He combined for 47 DK points over the weekend. He's 2800 bucks for Syndergaard. That's a phenomenal value. That's why I said there is value on this slate. You can pay for pitching, folks. You really can. Nick Prado's 2800 bucks. Eddie Rosario struggled, but he's 27. Jolks of Houston's 27 versus Tyon. Those are all value. Like Jolks had a monster weekend. You can go that way. Uh, Robbie Grossman's down here. If you want to fade Morton, I'd probably go with the other routes, but he's here. Uh, Some other guys, there's a ton down here. Fairchild's in Cincinnati. He's been starting for the injured TJ Friedel. He's $2,500 in Seattle. Uh, Fletcher of Arizona had a – Dominic Fletcher is getting called up at 429 with two home runs and 13 RBIs. He's the brother of David Fletcher, the guy that can't hit home runs, and he's now in the minor leagues for the Angels. But Dominic Fletcher is swinging a very, very, very good bat. He's 2400 bucks for Straczynski. That is a phenomenal play, phenomenal value. So I love that with, Fair, with uh, Fletcher. You got Leody Tavares crushing it. get Morton. Like, Fletcher's a better move, but Tavares is a good tournament play at $2,400. Fletcher at 24 against Straczynski is way too cheap. Um, And I hope he gets overlooked with Fairchild right there in Coors Field. That's what I'm hoping for. But other than that, there will be guys. There's a ton of dudes down here. There is a ton of guys. Like, there was a while last week, all of a sudden, there was no value in the outfield. Well, it's all back, folks. There is a ton of value in the outfield position. Now, let's recap that ugly position we call pitching. Famer Val is a 10-7, we love. Probably best floor on the slate with the he put a 42 his last time out. The dude's a beast. He's 10-7. You got George Kirby at 94 if you want. I like Freddie Peralta in tournaments at 99,000. Merrill Kelly, boring, great floor with upside against Oakland at 88. If you're playing cash, Valdez, Kelly, that's where I'd go. That, that's me. And you got so much value, you can make it work pretty darn easily. I don't even mind it in tournaments. Just differentiate a bit with the bats. But Valdez and Kelly is probably your one-two punch, where you can use Kirby, Peralta, Morton in, tour, uh, in tournaments. And then, like I said, there's not a ton of value. It's ugly. Um, Dane Dunning is the dude I would go with. at 6300 bucks. Hope for 15 points. It's just he faces the Atlanta Braves, and that is never a comfortable feeling. Never comfortable. So just keep that in mind. If you're stacking up, I don't mind a Yankees-Toronto stack. I think attacking Manoa is always great. Obviously, Toronto against Burrito or whoever they throw could be a play for you. I like Milwaukee versus Flaherty as well. I think there's definitely some appeal there. If it does not rain, keep an eye on that situation. Some other options for you. Atlanta versus Dunnings. I get it. I totally get it. And it should be popular outside of Coors Field. So that, that that's a go for you. I like Houston versus Tyon. Obviously, I like Cincinnati uh, in their matchup. And I don't mind Coors if you want to attack Hunter Green, which has been very not bad lately. So keep that in mind. If you're doing the Coors thing, don't forget Colorado. But Oakland's one of my favorite stacks. I mean, Arizona. Arizona's one of my favorite stacks against Rosinski of Oakland. Love that one. I like Kansas City versus Walker. And I don't mind the Padres versus Keller. That's a great late-night game stack. And then the Dodger or the uh, Minnesota versus um, Syndergaard. So we got some late night stuff. You got Arizona start at nine forty. You got KC San Diego at nine forty, and you got the the Minnesota stack at ten ten. So you can go some late night hammers. Get your early pitching in there. Have some fun. See where it goes. And more importantly, check out the lineups and come follow along. Check out the cheat sheet I'll put out on Monday and much much more. But that'll do it, folks. Another episode of Quick Hits in the books. Hope you all have a great Monday. Ten game slate. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, May 15th edition. I'm out.